Good morning and welcome to Just Jess Podcast Morning Motivation, the bite-sized show that covers one topic in depth, where we will explore mindsets, motivation, success, love, and laughter. You're only one podcast away from a better you. Good morning. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to the Just Jess podcast show. I am your host, Miss Jessica Fagans, also known as Jaunty Fabia, and I am better known as Just Jess. It is Monday morning. Ooh, the dawning of a new day, the beginning of a work week, and I already know... <laughs> I know it's going to be very hard getting up this morning and starting your your week, but guess what? You will get through it. You will get through this thing that we call life because you have to get through it. Listen, no weapon that is formed against you shall be able to prosper. So don't let anything distract you this week. Stay focused this week, y'all. Keep your eyes on the prize. Make sure that you stay focused on what it is that you need to do for yourself, not nobody else. Cater to your own needs and your own self. Why? Because it it is about you and it, it will always be about you. And as long as you stay focused, stay grounded, you will get through this thing that we call life. And guess what? We will get through it together. Again, thank you so much for joining me this Monday morning. Um, You can catch the Just Just Podcast show on Monday, Wednesdays, and Friday. We start exactly at 5 a.m. You can catch us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, iHeart, Music, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, as well as Kenda and Alexa and Stitcher Radio. I also have a brand new beautiful website, I must say so myself. (laughs) It is www.justjustpodcastshow.com, as well as my Shopify at J F creations that's with two s's dot com and my amazon dot uh, com forward slash uh slash i'm sorry i don't know why i keep saying slash but slash jessica fagans again again thank you so much for joining me this monday morning um today is a very special day for me um even though we just had mother's day on yesterday but today is a very very a special day. Today is my grandmother's birthday, my late grandmother, the late Jessie Mae Stevens. Uh, my grandmother, uh, uh, she was my heart. Y'all already know it. I talk about between her and my mama. The, listen, those two women taught me who I was and what I was and why I was here. <laughs> but today uh, is her birthday and she is sleeping, uh, <clears throat> resting up in heaven. But I always feel that she looks down on me and she she watches over us because that's who she was because she watched over us while we were uh, while she was alive on this earth. So I know for sure that she is watching over me now. Happy birthday, Grandma! I love you more than you'll ever 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 know. And thank you so much for being such an inspiration in my life, not only in my life but the lives of all of your children, your grandchildren, and your great grandchildren continue to sleep in peace um and we for, will forever be grateful for your 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 name your presence and everything that you uh, gave back to this uh community um yeah so today is her birthday and and i just wanted to acknowledge her yesterday was mother's day it was uh, i had a wonderful wonderful mother's day my children took me to breakfast um at and uh is it ain't catfish or aunt catfish i don't know but that's where we had breakfast at and it was wonderful i think i enjoyed more so uh 
the fact that I was with all of mine, <laughs> the ones that I gave birth to, the ones that uh, matter to me, the ones that, you know, uh, uh, make my life worth the living, the ones that made me mama, right? The ones that made me grandma. And just to look in their faces, I didn't even, even have to uh, speak with them. Just the fact that we were all in the same room, sitting at the same table, uh, reminiscing about childhood and, and, and everything else. It was just a joyous occasion. I love my children uh, beyond moons. And it, it, it never gets old. You you just never get tired of loving your loved ones. And then um, I uh, gave my mother her uh, Mother's Day gift the night before because I knew that I was going to have a busy day. And it was just such a pleasure to see her face. I ended up giving her something that I feel uh, money could never buy. And I gave her a beautiful, beautiful portrait of her mother and her father. And I framed it for her. Um, just so that she will have something to look at um, bigger than what she had in the house. And she was just so elated uh, and so grateful for the the picture. Good morning, Ma. And, you know, that that's what matters. Remember, I always tell you guys, give people their flowers while they're here. Because it just wouldn't do no good if I, I, I had the picture blown up and then she's gone on the glory. No, let me see about my mama while I'm here. Let me love on her while she is here. Because, listen... Tomorrow will never be promised to anybody. I saw so many, um, you know, posts about moms not being here and, and people having a hard time, you know, dealing with uh, yesterday's date, which was Mother's Day. And let me say this. I know it's hard. I can't relate because I still have my mom, but I know that it's hard. But just stay grounded and rooted and know that your mother had a purpose whoever your mother was she had a purpose and her purpose was to give you life and to care for you as long as she could care for you and love you and just remember she is watching over you even though she's not there in the flesh she is still watching over you and don't you ever forget that okay just want to give you guys some encouragement because again my honey she is dealing with it. This was her first uh, Mother's Day without her mom. She did absolutely wonderful. She she didn't, um, you know, show any uh, emotion. She just interacted with everything and everybody. And I am just so thankful because I prayed over her. Uh, how many do you know uh, that prayer does change things? If you don't have a prayer life, and let me say this, this is not a spiritual show, but if you don't have a prayer life, you don't have anything. I'm just going to put that out there in the atmosphere. Prayer changes things. You have to learn how to pray. If you only know how to say our father, which aren't in heaven, you say that and then begin to tell God what it is that you want, you need and what you desire because he sits high and he looks low and he does listen. The Bible says that prayers of the righteous availeth much. And I am not going to get into that, but I just wanted to throw that out there for you guys. Be encouraged. Okay. All right. So enough of that. I'm so excited because we are still celebrating the month of, uh, I'm sorry, mental health month. And that is the entire month of May, uh, May. And I have a special guest today. I have been waiting for this interview. I'm so excited about this young lady uh, that we're going to interview this morning. She was excited as well because she, one thing about uh, my guest, she does not mind telling her story. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that don't like to tell their business. And I always say that we got to stop being so private about things that are so important mm -hmm. because when it's, when it's important, it will hit the right person that it needs to hit. 
if she did not come through with what she was, you know, what she had to encounter, then it would just be null and void. And I'm just so grateful that she, as soon as I asked, I asked her to uh, do the interview, she was more than willing and uh, ready to uh, give her, her, her testimony, because I, I call it a testimony because she is going through and she's not only going through, she's getting through uh, what she has, you know, been dealing with for a long, long time. So we are honoring, um, you know, uh, mental health month for the entire month of May. Um, and so I'm just so, you know, ready to, um, see what's getting ready to happen, I guess, for the just, just podcast show, because I'm trying to revert this podcast into something more than just a podcast, uh, without me telling you guys what's in the words. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to say it without saying it to you guys, but just keep, keep your eyes um, open for what God is getting ready to do for the uh, Just Just Podcast show. All right, you guys. So enough of that. I am going to the best part of my show. You guys already know it is affirmation time. It is the best time for you to affirm some things over your life. Why? Because you have to do that because it's nobody else's job to affirm over you. You already know what you are dealing with. If you are a person that, you know, don't let people know what's going on, then guess what? It is your responsibility to affirm over yourself. Now, if you are a boisterous person and you tell all of your business, <laughs> like my mama tell me, you talk too much and I do. But if you are that type of person, it is still the best time for you to affirm over your life, speak to those dead situations. I always say that can't nobody affirm nothing over you, but you, before I go into, um, affirmations, I just wanted to say a, a quick shout out to, uh, my, my honey. Um, thank you. Just thank you for everything. Thank you just for being you. Thank you for loving me. She is, let me tell you something. She is the best thing that has ever happened to me. Um, and I don't, I'll tell anybody that she is more than what I have ever imagined a person to be in my life. And I will be so ever grateful for her. And I said that to say this, I'm getting ready to do my book signing uh, event and that will be on May 21st. And this young lady, my honey, she just makes sure that everything happens for me. So thank you so much, honey. I love you so much, Pat. Thank you so much for loving me. Again, if you have purchased any of my books, my journals, please, 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 I can't stress it enough. Let me know that you have purchased it, send me a, a text message. If you have my phone number, uh, request me as a friend on Facebook. My name on Facebook is John G. Fabia. Um, send me a, a message through messenger to let me know that you have purchased any of my articles off of, uh, Amazon so that I can invite you to my book signing. My book signing is on May the 21st, and I'm just so excited uh, for what's getting ready to happen again in my little life um, and what where God is getting ready to take me. All right. So enough for that. All right. Let's go on, get into the best part. And that's affirmation time. Hey, affirmation time. Hey, affirmation time. I'm a little tongue tied this morning, but y'all already know your girl. <laughs> All right, you guys, I have my water and here I go. So today's affirmation is the past is in the past 
and I am moving forward with my life. Yeah, I'm going to say that again. The past is in the past and I am moving forward with my life. We're born with success. Mm -hmm. It is only others who point out our failures and what they attribute to us as failure. Now, y'all know I got to say that again, because that is real, real good, especially for me in this season with what I got going on. We're, We're born with success. It is only others who point out our failures and what they attribute to us as a failure. That came from none other than Karen Elaine Johnson. She is known professionally as Whoopi Goldberg. She is an American actor, comedian, author, and television personality. She is a recipient of numerous accolades. She is one of 16, y'all hear me, 16 entertainers to win the EGOT, which includes an Emmy Award, a Grammy Award, an Academy Award, and a Tony Award. In 2001, she received the Mark Twain Prize for American Humor because she's very funny. Whoopi Goldberg in her youth struggled with learning and that learning was labeled dumb and lazy at the time. She became a high school dropout at the age of 17. With low self-esteem, she became involved in drugs, but yet Remarkably, she overcame all of this to have the most amazing career as an actress, comedian, television host, and an author. She has movies such as Karina Karina, I love me some Karina, Eddie, The Associate, Burglar, Sister Act 1 and 2, and the best movie of all times, you can, you can argue with me later, the color purple y'all already know i curse you until you do right by me because everything you think about is going to crumble y'all already know she said the darn thing we're born with success it is only others who point out our failures and what they attribute to us as a failure and the reason that i chose this beautiful black woman today is because whoopi goldberg her born name, Karen Elaine Johnson, this young lady suffers from PTSD. And that is our topic today, post-traumatic stress disorder. So I guess you're probably saying, well, what is that, Jess? Well, it is one of the most misunderstood mental health conditions in America. I don't think they heard me in the back. I'm going to say that again. PTSD, which is broken down as post-traumatic stress disorder, is one of the most misunderstood mental health conditions in America. The Anxiety and Depression Association of America, which is uh, ADAA, estimates okay that roughly 7.7 million, okay, I didn't say thousands or, or hundreds, million Americans suffer from PTSD. And that number, y'all, is likely much higher when undiagnosed case numbers are considered. Because you got to remember, a lot of people don't seek help because they, one, either embarrassed, 
Two, they don't realize that they have it. Or three, just don't want to admit, don't want anybody to know or don't want to admit it all from one to two. Okay. Again, many people suffer and they also suffer from trauma which can occur from one single shocking or an emotional significant event or after a series of events. So like PTSD, trauma um, can lead to depression, right? It can lead to anxiety. It can lead to substance abuse uh, disorders. Uh, it can uh, lead to de uh, a debilitating de uh, behavior. Certain people or individuals who suffer from this disease, the, the disease, the PTSD and trauma, they are often at the highest risk, the highest risk of developing an alcohol or substance abuse problem because of the overwhelming need to make the unpleasant system disappear. So they're trying to take all that hurt, all that trauma, all that pain, and they're trying to subside it with either a drug or alcohol. PTSD and trauma are unpredictable. It is an unpredictable disorder. Why? Because the symptoms and the behaviors are often different in each case. So each person that deals with PTSD, it hits that individual differently. But later on in life, sometimes people show it and sometimes people don't show it. Remember, I told you guys that for my, I didn't know with my ignorance, with when it came to this, I did not know that, you know, everyday people or even women could get this disease. And it's like crazy to me. So I did a lot, a lot of research on this before I had my interview with uh, Jessica. But uh, when someone experiences this, tra uh, this uh, traumatic event, excuse me, you guys, sometimes it may cause them to develop post-traumatic stress disorder later on in life. So living with PTSD can be debilitating and it may affect a person's ability to function healthy in their everyday life. So they may feel alone and helpless at times, but it does make them feel like they are by themselves. So I'm going to give you some hidden symptoms before we go into um, our interview with Jessica and I bring her on. Um, you view yourself as fundamentally bad or damaged. I'm just giving you some symptoms, some hidden symptoms that we just try to uh, brush up under the rug. Uh, you blame yourself despite the abuse being uh, uh, perpetrated on you. Mm -hmm. You feel powerless and helpless in life. You transfer that sense of powerlessness, I'm sorry, to other areas of your life, such as maybe school, uh, work, or just your everyday life. You have a sense of crushing um, every endeavor that you even try to, to take on. You crush it. Essentially, you feel like everything is beyond your control, that you have no way of doing what you have set out to do because of this disease. You give up easily. You give up before you even try because it's inside of your head. You, your self-perception is warped. It is a negative way that you treat yourself. Nobody else has to do it. You automatically are negative when it comes to yourself. You have a distorted lens, uh, an impression of yourself. You ideate suicide. You contemplate suicide. You have suicidal thoughts, although... You don't intend to actually take your life. The thoughts 
are still there. I'm just talking about post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, I'm going to uh, bring on this young lady. Again, I met Jessica uh, a while back and never knew that this young lady battled uh, with this disease. Again, with my ignorance, y'all excuse my ignorance, I did not know that it can affect women. Not only did this uh, this disease affect her, um, it affected her at a young age. And when I say young age, I mean six years old. So she has been dealing with this thing all her life. But guess what? She is living with it and she is fighting it. It is a it is a daily battle with her, but she refuses to give up on her. She refuses to give up on what where she needs to go and her family. Her family depends on it. Her family is important to her. So when I sat down with her um, and had this interview with her, it was just amazing to hear um, her vibrance and how she is managing it and how she is overcome or overcoming it, but it's still there, but she's not allowing it to take control of her. So no further ado, I want to uh, present you guys with my friend. Uh, she is a wonderful person. She is my coordinator uh, for my, uh, my book signing. Whatever I need this young lady to do, she is right there ready and willing to work. And before I bring her on, let me say this. She and I are getting ready to do something. So you guys watch out for us because we're getting ready to embark on a new something. I don't want to spill the beans on what we're doing, but she and I are going to get together and we're going to make some things happen, especially when it comes to mental health. So no further ado, you guys, let me bring on my friend and my confidant, Miss Jessica Mulero. Hello. Jess, Jessica. Yes, ma'am. Hey, this is Jess from Just Jess Podcast. How are you this morning? I am well. How are you? I am so happy. I'm elated. I'm excited that you uh, agreed to come on the show this morning. I have been waiting for this interview for a long time, and I'm just, I'm grateful that you accepted the uh, invite. How have you been? I am well one day at a time, and I'm very honored for the invite. I do appreciate it, and hopefully my story can help others and just make a change in people's lives. That's that's what we that's why we're doing it. Um, just a little bit of history uh, about Jess and I. We used to work together. Um, I met her about two uh, two years ago, and um, we you know when she first came because we started off in a training class together. And uh, when she came in, she was a little late. <laughs> uh, but nevertheless, she came in and um, she did not sit by me, actually. She sat up in the front row. Um, and we did a training class for about two weeks, right, Jess? Was it two weeks? Yeah, it was roughly about two weeks. And two then weeks. they threw us on the floor. <laughs> they threw us on the floor. And guess who ended up sitting by me? Miss Jessica Mulero. And when I tell you this girl, listen. She has energy like she is six or seven years old. She can keep going and going and going, but her spirit is just so wonderful. And uh, we worked together roughly about uh, two years. And I remember um, I had a seizure at work um, and I told her that I, I had, I have seizures and um, she kind of noticed it. Remember that day, Jess? I remember it like it was yesterday, my dear. Yes, ma'am. I was so worried about you. Yes. And I had went to the bathroom and 
long story short, um, I had a, a very, it was a very bad seizure that, and she, when I came through uh, the seizure, she was the first face that I saw. Um, and she, she stood right by me. And at that point I knew she was thicker than thieves. <laughs> yes, ma'am. So, so I'm just so grateful. So of course, you know, uh, this is mental health awareness month and, um, upon meeting you, I never knew that you suffered from any type of, uh, uh, mental health issues like I did, um, because that's something that just does not come up in a conversation. Um, and so when I started this, uh, uh, podcast, you know, uh, it was supposed to be motivational, um, more so motivating people to live their best lives and to, to believe in what they can do uh, to better themselves. And then it just kind of got uh, segue to uh, mental health because I do battle uh, with mental health uh, uh, disease. And so you and I were talking um, about this and you mentioned to me that you suffer from uh, PTSD. So can you kind of tell the people what uh, P uh, PTSD is? Well, in the long short of it, PTSD is a condition that you live with after suffering traumatic events throughout your life. Mm -hmm. um, and it kind of takes a hold over you. And, you know, coping skills are very hard and dealing with everyday tasks can be very difficult. Right. Um, just even sometimes getting out of bed can be the biggest challenge in the world. Wow. Answering a phone call, you know, taking mm -hmm. a shower can even be so difficult. Doing doing your self-personal care can be one of the things that are affected by PTSD. You just sometimes have no desire to proceed with life. And you just got to know that you're not the only one out there like that. And there are many, many people that suffer from PTSD. So how many, um, and that's real good, Jess, how long have you lived with uh, PTSD? Well, my trauma started as a child. Um, from the time I was eight to the time I was 12, I was molested by my mother's husband. Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, my mother, she had her own mental health issues and it showed through to us to where, you know, we were abused as children verbally and physically, you know, back in the day, um, child abuse wasn't labeled like it is today. Right. Um, you know, when they reprimanded us, you took it and that's what it was. But, yep. you know, my mother at, I think, I believe maybe 10 years old, I was punched in my face and, you know, my mom just unfortunately fought her own demons. That's just the best I can say about it because, you know, even though I don't have a relationship with her, she is still my mom and I do live by the Bible. So you respect your mother and thy father. So, you know, it's just for, for my own mental health. I just do not have a relationship with her, unfortunately. Does she live in um, Florida? Uh, she does not. No, okay. she lives up in New York, up in uh, upstate New York. So okay. is that where you're originally from New York? No, I'm originally from Connecticut. I've been in Florida. February will be 10 years for me. Okay, so you're a Floridian girl. Because <laughs> 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 you love the beach. Um, and that's good, Jess. Uh, living with it 
for that long. Yeah, because I, I was I made a joke about it, but it's not a joking matter that I only thought that PTSD was in uh, people that served in the military, but my ignorance. Um, but upon doing my research, I saw that it affects people, you know, out anywhere in the, in the, in the uh, United States. It does not have to be because they are in the military. So my next question is, how does uh, PTSD, and let me, let me say this for the people, PTSD, if you don't know, it stands for uh, post-traumatic stress uh, disorder. Um, so how do you, uh, how does PTSD, I'm sorry, affect your daily life? Um, as I stated, you know, sometimes it's just a challenge, you know, our minds for me, as I can say, because I can't speak for everybody else. Everybody's different. The way they process it, the way they deal with it, it's very different. But for me, you know, sometimes my mind tells me like everybody's out to get me or, you know, even just like I said, personal care comes to be a challenge at certain points in time. And if you don't have the mental strength to get up and actually tell yourself, okay, today is we're fighting for today is another day, another day to be blessed on this earth. You can stand up, you can feed yourself, you can care for yourself. So you have to get up. And, you know, I've got two beautiful children. Um, unfortunately, I've buried one of them. So I've had three children, but mm. I have two beautiful children and, you know, my mental disorders have affected them also and has trickled down on like for my parents, the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I, I do want to feed a little bit on the veterans, you know, God bless our veterans because mm -hmm. they go through so much also, you know, they have nightmares. I also have nightmares. Mm -hmm. um, just, just living with life. And, you know, it seems like, it's, it's hard to move past, but mm -hmm. you have to tell yourself that it's worth living for. Nothing in this life is worth committing suicide and it doesn't make it easier because when you decide to take a path where you are going to commit suicide, you're, you're leaving behind the ones that love and care for you and that affects them too. So PTSD can affect everyone around you and everyone that cares for you. And mm -hmm. if they don't understand the basis of it a lot of people may feel that it is maybe personal towards them mm -hmm. the way you are you know a lot of people tell me oh you're a lot to handle you're a lot to handle but then when they get to know me or they hear my story then there's an understanding that comes behind it because I've had a lot of traumatic stress in my life from childhood all the way up until recently. Like right now I'm going through one of the hardest times in my life. And, you know, my boyfriend um, unfortunately took his life several months ago. And so I'm still processing that and dealing with it on top of my childhood traumas. And, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times you feel like you're alone and you just really don't know where to turn. Right, right. That is so good. And you just like you just covered a couple of questions I want to ask. But I want to go back to your children. You say you have two children. Well, you, you birthed three children and one passed, but you, you still have two living children. How has this disease affected these children as children and as adults? 
Well, unfortunately, as children, you know, when I was raising my children, I wasn't. Let me let me start over. Um, okay. When before my children were born, I was addicted to drugs. Oh. So I was a 20 year drug addict. Mm-hmm. And then when my children were born, I was still doing drugs. So mm-hmm. when my children were two and four years old, I ended up becoming involved with the DCF case where my children were taken from me for two and a half years. So I, God willing and blessed, was able to remove myself from the hard drugs that I did and was able to gain back my children. Mm -hmm. When they came back into the home, unfortunately, I didn't know how to be a mom. The only thing I knew how to be was an addict. So that took a lot on them because I showed them a world of anger because for one, I didn't know how to process feelings. I didn't know how to communicate. I didn't know how to love. I couldn't even love myself, even though I loved my children and I prayed for them and Mm -hmm. I did the best job I could do for them. Mm -hmm. You know, unfortunately in this world, they still, you know, they have their own issues where they, um, processing anger or trying to express themselves is something that I was never able to teach them because I didn't know. So it affected them as children and as adults. Right. Right. That is wow. That that's amazing. So, um, you, you battled with drugs for 20 plus years. Um, and, and let me, let me ask this real quick. And this is kind of off the record. How did you get off the drugs after 20 years of being a drug a drug addict? How did you did you uh, get off of it? The desire to be the mother to my children that they deserved. Okay, okay, that's that's wonderful, and with a lot of prayer and supplication, I'm 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 guessing as well, right? Well, yeah, it was it was a very long road. Um, I did two rehabs and um, one was an inpatient rehab. I actually left there. And at that time, my children were in DCF custody. My maternal aunt was tending to my children. Mm-hmm. I decided to leave the state and go try to make things better with their father at the time, which we were married. And, you know, we had went back to North Carolina Mm-hmm. thinking, oh, we can go get everything together. Well, the drug addiction got worse because, again, I didn't have the state behind me or backing me or even trying to help me. I had my lawyer, and she was such a blessing to me. I have to give her a little shout-out, Susan Carr. That's not her <laughs> name now, but she um, <laughs> she was married. She's married, so unfortunately, I don't remember her last name. But, you know, when I started that DCF, journey and the journey to my sobriety, I must tell you the team that I have behind me, you know, my auntie Terry, she was there for me. My family was there for me. They helped me, you know, like I said, my aunt Maria had my children. My auntie Terry was there like throughout the whole thing. And to this day, she's still there through thick and thin, right or wrong. Mm -hmm. She's there. And, you know, but just, the, the sobriety road for me was hard because, 
relapse is a part of recovery and I did relapse and it took me a long time. Like I said, it took me two and a half years to get my children home. I was able to quit cold Turkey at the time and never turn back to the drugs. Actually, I'm sorry. I think I relapsed two times throughout the 20 years. Um, So now I've been sober off of hard drugs for roughly about 18 years. Um, But it's still a battle that you face every day, just trying to make sure that you don't fall short to first and foremost yourself. You have Mm -hmm. to find that love within yourself, especially dealing with mental health and dealing with your own mind and your mind telling you what you are or what you're not and the feelings that you have inside of you, Mm -hmm. whether you're good enough or whether you fit in or, you know, whether you're making the right choice and we always don't make the right choice and we have to learn from our mistakes, but it's, it's, it's an everyday struggle. Cause I mean, it's real easy for me to walk out on the street and go, okay, well today I'm going to be high. But I know if I were to ever go back to being in that situation, I would really lose, for one, everything I've worked so hard for. Mm -hmm. And two, I would lose myself to the point that I probably wouldn't walk this earth anymore, you know? Oh, wow. That's amazing. I'm just so glad that you found your way uh, back and and that you are uh, staying on the right track. Um, I, you know, with, again, and I'm, I'm, I hate to keep going back to the drugs because I think it's very vital that people understand that um, the reason that you did start the drugs is because of the traumatic issues that happened in your life, right? Oh, absolutely. I was, I was trying to drown the pain that I carried inside of me. Like I said, my trauma started as a child Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's affected relationships that I've been in. It's affected my children. It's affected relationships with my friends, with my family. Like up until recently, you know, my traumatic event that happened back in August, um, it's my attitude was terrible. I just felt like um, maybe like the world owed me something or like if if it wasn't my way, it wasn't the right way. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it's a learning process. You have to unlearn all of the things you learned while trying to move through all of the stress and everything. And, you know, my biggest, biggest thing that I would tell anybody dealing with mental health is seek help. Mm -hmm. Help is not anything to be shameful for. If you need to go get on medication for psychology or go to see a psychologist or just speak to somebody, how go through counseling. It's my biggest recommendation because it, it helps you process. The more you talk about it, the more you process it and the more you express your feelings and come in touch with what you carry inside of you, you're able to process it and able to come to terms with everything that has happened and how you can cope with it. Because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know coping skills. They just know defense. It's a defense right. mechanism. Everything in life is a defense mechanism because you feel like you're being attacked. Mm-hmm. So your response to everything is a defense. 
rather than a coping and processing. Processing. Did it, and that's real good, Jess. Um, next question. Did has this uh this uh PTSD rubbed off on your children? Do they suffer with this as well? My children have not been clinically diagnosed with PTSD, but mm -hmm. I, in my opinion, from living with it for so many years, I would have to say, of course it has, and they probably suffer from it themselves. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and again, their coping skills and the way they deal with their feelings inside, they were never taught to process them properly or express them properly. So they too have fits of rage like I have, and they mm. don't know how to, how to deal with it or how they, that goes back to dealing. I keep continuing to repeat myself, but that's, okay. that's, that's okay. the biggest thing is mm -hmm. dealing with it and processing it. And, you know, up until recently, I never really thought before mm -hmm. I spoke, especially when it came to how I felt. Okay. A lot of things I would just keep inside. And then when I couldn't hold them inside anymore, it would be an implosion out to others. Mm -hmm. And it may not have been or deserved by the person that it was projected onto. But at that time, it was like a teapot that's boiling over and the top blowing off. Wow. Wow. That, that oh, that's a great visual, Jess. You know, um, with this thing called PTSD, because I always say I hate to give uh, situations and circumstances name names, but there is a name for everything. And, and with PTSD, um, I've, I've learned that it is one of the most misunderstood mental health conditions in America. Prime example, again, like I thought that it, it did not trigger as uh, people like us who were not in the military, especially women. I didn't think that it did that. Um, and with anxiety and depression, you know, um, that's the next biggest thing that is out there. Um, so my next question is, what type of advice would you give someone that is battling with either PTSD, anxiety, depression? What can you tell them about how to deal with it, number one, and moving forward, how they should get the help that they need. The best advice that I could give someone is to, first and foremost, mm -hmm. take a breath. Mm. Mm, that's Stop good. and take a breath. Mm -hmm. Pay attention to what your body and your mind are telling you. Mm -hmm. If you feel that you have a mental disorder, depression, anxiety, and I live with those also, you know, depression and anxiety do to come with the PTSD, you know, mm -hmm. and they're, they're signs. Your body tells you the, the willingness to want to stay in bed all day, the isolation, the seclusion, mm -hmm. thoughts of suicide, fits of anger. These are all your body expressing something that it doesn't understand. Mm -hmm. Seek help. Seek mm -hmm. help. There's hotlines out there. There are suicide hotlines. There is mental health hotlines. And do not feel that you cannot get mental health because mm -hmm. you don't have health insurance or you can't afford it because, honey, Stuart Marchman, 
Mm-hmm. If you don't have health insurance, they have a income-based program and they offer great mental health. They'll get you the medication you need. Um, a lot of people out here nowadays like to um, medicate with marijuana. If you're going to mm-hmm. medicate with marijuana, please seek a doctor. So that way you're not medicating improperly and you're doing it properly just get the proper help that you need and also 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 seek counseling because Mm -hmm. verbally processing how you feel to someone who is there to not judge you but allow you to express who you are and how you feel helps you heal on the inside right so listen, I, I, you have just, you know, wowed me with, with everything that you have said uh, this morning about this, this dreadful disease that we call PTSD. Um, and I know that you mentioned that um, you lost a, a loved one um, um, and that, you know, that was hard. Um, I want to ask you with that happening just recently um, in your life, you didn't have the need to go back and get on drugs. You didn't have the need to get in a shell. I, I noticed that you um, work more. You, you're doing more. You have more uh, energy to do more things instead of just sitting home and, you know what I'm saying, groping or being sad about it. How did you fight that? How did you fight the urge not to want to get back on drugs or, you know, get back into a, a sunken depression? Well, in the beginning, you know, when it first happened, I did become depressed. I immediately went home to my family and I had my friends and my family and my support there that helped me come through it. You know, my girlfriend, Tina, allowed me to stay at her house. My brother, Mm -hmm. Jason, was there for me. My auntie, Terry, was there for me. My family played a major role in it. And I still deal with it, you know, every day, but the desire to get on drugs is something that I know inside as an empowering woman, that that would be a complete failure to myself Mm -hmm. if I ever decided to take that route again. So that going back to drugs is never an option on the table for me. I actually, inside have the deepest darkest anger and towards drugs because (laughs) you know unfortunately my children are affected by you know both their mom was on drugs their father Mm -hmm. unfortunately is still on drugs he is on drugs really bad he was never able to overcome the addiction Mm -hmm. um so they deal with that you know they they my daughter, she tends to reach out to her father every so often. And, you know, he is just a full fledged addict and unfortunately mm-hmm. chooses to not seek help and chooses to not want to get better. The only way that you can remove yourself from an addiction is to want to remove it from your life. Mm. And 
again, it's an everyday battle. It's not something that you wake up and you decide, okay, it's going to end today. And then tomorrow you go, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm better and I'm healed and it never happened. Right. No, in the beginning of sobriety, you have to remind yourself. That's why those programs are one day at a time. And they give you the 30 day chips and the 60 day chips in the one year, because it's a one day at a time. And, you know, in the beginning, I wanted to get high and I wanted to go back, but my children and having my children in my life and raising my children to be better than me and their father ever were was the most important thing to me. And I used to tell my children all the time, you will be better than me and your father. And the one thing I do know is you both will have a high school diploma and what you do with your lives after you have a high school diploma is completely up to you. But I must tell you the battle that it was to get them to that high school diploma. Mm -hmm. They both accomplished it. You know, I, now I have a beautiful grandson, my daughter, she has a baby. He is one. He'll be two in December. She's just recently opened her own consignment secondhand store out in Edgewater. My son, he's doing great. He's not even 21 yet. He's been on his job for almost a year. Mm -hmm. He's building his life and, you know, he comes through his own, you know, mental health issues where they both are seeking help to better process how they feel and get past what they're dealing with because they do have their childhood trauma from mm -hmm. how they were raised because I was trying to raise them and heal within myself, but didn't know how. And mm -hmm. they watched all of it. Amazing story. Kudos to you. Congratulations uh, first on being a new grandmother. Yes, ma'am. Uh, congratulations to your daughter. Tell the people uh, the name of your daughter's um, boutique. My daughter's boutique is House of Sushi, which is out in Edgewater. In Edgewater. You guys go check her out. Um, before we close, I want to just let everybody know that um, it's real. Mental health uh, is real. And if you or you know someone that is suffering, suffering, going through any type of mental health uh, issues, there is help out there for you. There is a website that is called mentalhealth.gov. Uh, that was the website that I went uh, to when I first uh, realized that there was something wrong with me mentally. Um, get immediate help. Uh, people often don't get the mental health services they need because they don't know where to start. Go to that website. Talk to your primary care doctor or another health professional about mental health problems. Ask them if they can help you connect uh, with mental health, health services. If you don't have health professionals who are able to assist you, you can always use the resources to help find um any type of help through 911. You can call 911. But we also have, they also have the National Suicide Prevention Line. That number is 1 800 273 TALK. And I promise you, everything is confidential. They do not, you know, uh, air your business out. And it's a safe place to struggle. Um, again, that number is 1 800 273 um, TALK. Um, as I get ready to close this, this segment, I want to thank you so much for. Uh, being transparent this morning. Um, it's not easy talking about mental health. 
it's not easy letting people know what you have gone through, the trauma um, that you go through, because people are cruel, people are mean, and people um, can hurt your feelings. And so sometimes, you know, people who don't understand a person or their situation, then it can come off as being, you know, something a little bit more uh, rude. Uh, but you came on, uh, you you accepted the invitation. Not only did you accept the invitation to do the show, but you accepted the invitation to be my coordinator uh, for my, uh, my book signing. Um, and I chose you uh, for a number of reasons. And the re first reason that I chose you is because I can identify with you and you can identify with me. That's, that's the reason, number one. Number two, um, I find it not, you know, uh, uh, I find that someone that is going through the same thing that I'm going through, that has a testimony, just like I have a testimony, who wants to be better than what they are, like I wanted to be better than, than I was, I felt that it was due diligence, due diligence to ask you to be a, a part of this book with me because I remember uh, talking with you at work and sometimes you would get upset and sometimes you would get angry or sometimes things just wouldn't go your way and I would tell you to pray yes, and I would tell you. you to keep God first. And I would tell you, you will get through this thing. And so when I, I did my journals and I said that I was going to start uh, writing on things about mental health, you were the first person that popped in my head. And so I appreciate you. I thank you. Your, the battle is not over, but guess what? Your ladder will be greater. It will get better for you. You will see that light. And I think that you are seeing a little glimpse of it. Um, even even now, even uh, with what you're going through, you're still able to see a glimpse of the light. So I want to say thank you. I want to give you your flowers while you are here. And I want to tell you that I appreciate you. And just keep striving to be the best that you can, Jess. It's very hard to be uh, uh, to deal with this at such an early age and have to deal with it your entire adulthood life. Um, is there any, last question, is there anything in your future pertaining to mental health that you want to do for the community? Well, yes, I am going to start a women's group. And actually, I had just touched on that a little bit with you. But I do want to tell you, first and foremost, I thank you. And I am very honored to be a guest on your show. Oh, we you. are going to start a women's group. And I have decided to take one of your journals and make it the basis of the beginning oh. of our journey inside of your women's group. We are going to start with the little black affirmation book. Yes. And we are going to proceed with that. And I am very honored to do your book signing. And I'm just looking forward to the future that we have together. Yes. And I must tell you, my memory and my biggest joy of knowing you when we first met was mm -hmm. the gospels you used to sing every day <laughs> when I sat next to you at work. I literally looked forward to going to work just to yeah. listen to you sing day in and day out while we thank work. You. So I love you, my friend. I love you so much. And thank you so much. I do want to give a shout out to our veterans and our first yes. responders and our police officers out there. You know, they, uh, everybody has a stigma on them, but without them, they, this 
country wouldn't function properly and That's they right. deal with PTSD. And it's one of the biggest things, not saying that they're all good or all bad. And we do have our bad ones and we do have our great ones. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's not the uniform you wear. It's the person in the heart that you carry inside. That's so right. With saying all that, if you feel that you need some help, do not be ashamed to go get help. And it's nobody's business unless you want to share your story. But just know sharing your story can change them. And with that being said, God bless you all. Thank you so much. And before you go, tell the people how they can find you on social media, uh, Jess. Um, my social media, I honestly am not a big social media. I do have a TikTok. It's lady underscore J underscore seven. And then my Facebook is Jessica Malero. My last name would be M-U-L-E-R-O. Those are the only two social medias I do have. (laughs) At this point, because God is getting ready to elevate you. Thank you so much, my friend. And listen, you guys. Um, thank you so much for allowing her to be transparent this morning. Thank you so much for allowing us to come before you and talk about this disease that people don't like to talk about, but she did it and she did it with such poise and grace. Listen, I'll be back uh, with another topic on Wednesday. Remember, we are still talking about mental health. Um, it, it is for the entire month uh, of May. I will have another uh, guest on the following Monday, but I'll be back on Wednesday. Just a quick, quick reminder, the Just Just podcast show does come Wednesday, uh, Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We start exactly at 5 a.m. And again, you can catch me on all of my outlets. You can go over to my website. It is www.justjustpodcastshow.com and do me a big, big favor. Tell a friend that got a friend that already knows a friend about the Just Just podcast show. Again, thank you so much, Jess, for coming onto the show. Enjoy the rest of your morning, all right? Yes, ma'am. You have a blessed one and God bless you all. Thank you so much. All right, we're out. Bye-bye. This has been a Morning Motivation Just Just podcast with Anchor FM. Tune in weekdays, Monday through Friday, starting at 5 a.m. for the Morning Motivation with Just Just.